It's Tuesday, January 26, 2016. Yeah, well, you know, this, this storm uh, actually is overperforming. Winter Storm Jonas, or Blizzard 2016, cripples the East Coast. Snow falling at the rate of three to five inches an hour. There's little doubt in my mind that this storm was juiced. And yes, it was turbocharged by global warming. Obama's landmark clean power plan survives its first court challenge. New rules to curb methane emissions for drillers and frackers. Plus, China overtakes Germany as the solar leader of the world. Take me to your solar leader. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. We are conducting an experiment on not only the atmosphere, but the oceans, and hoping that everything turns out okay. Oh, silly meteorologist, what do you think you can do? Predict the future? Oh, wait. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, well, for once, we had a monster storm that lived up to its name across a a whole swath of the east. And it looks like, once again, climate change was behind it. Yep, millions of people are still digging out from the Great Blizzard of 2016, also known as Winter Storm Jonas, if you watch the Weather Channel. I don't. The historic storm dumped three to four feet of snow across parts of the eastern U.S., a season's worth of snow in just one storm, crippling major cities, killing 30 people, and bringing with it a huge storm surge along the eastern seaboard. Jonas broke the record for the biggest one-day snowfall for New York City. Washington, D.C. saw its second-largest snowfall on record. According to meteorologist Paul Douglas on the broadcast, record warm ocean temperatures in the Atlantic Ocean was the fuel that turbocharged this storm. Because we had a record warm year in 2015, because December was staggeringly warm out east, the water was even warmer. And this was the equivalent of pouring rocket fuel on a Bic lighter. Once the nor'easter did start to spin up, it intensified into a bomb that was able to suck all this additional Atlantic moisture inland and hurl it at New York and Philly and Washington and all points in between. Well, I'd like to hurl something at uh, Washington, D.C., at least at this point. And I should note, Paul Douglas, the veteran meteorologist, is a Republican and an evangelical Christian, and he is trying like hell to get his Republican Christian colleagues to start taking action on this climate crisis. And in fact, as Douglas mentioned, the world's oceans are warming at an increasingly faster rate, according to a new study from Lawrence Livermore National Lab in California. The amount of man-made heat energy absorbed by the oceans has doubled since 1997. Put another way, that means that half of all man-made heat that's been absorbed by the ocean has occurred since just the year 2000. Amazing. Meanwhile, the Obama administration has released new draft rules to cut methane emissions from the oil and gas extracted from public lands. Right now, drillers are allowed to waste much of the gas that they produce by flaring or burning off excess natural gas on site without paying royalties to the public. These new rules, which will go through a public comment period, will require drillers and frackers to plug leaks of methane, a potent greenhouse gas, install equipment to capture the leaked gas, and increase 
increase the royalties that they pay for extracting that fuel from the public's property. Gentlemen, start your lawsuits. Well, speaking of lawsuits, President Obama's landmark Clean Power Plan, the first ever emission standards for power plants, has survived its first legal hurdle. A coalition of major utilities and Republican state attorneys general have sued to halt any movement on these new standards while it's under litigation. But that move was soundly rejected by the D.C. Court of Appeals. That leaves the new standards in place, meaning that states must continue to implement the clean power plan in the meantime. This is only the first legal hurdle. Many more are to come. No doubt. And now a new study finds that the U.S. can cut its greenhouse gas emissions by nearly 80 percent over the next 15 years and at a cost much less than previously predicted using existing technology. That's according to researchers at NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. They say that because the cost of wind and solar has fallen much faster than expected, rapid deployment of wind and solar plus upgrading our aging electric grid would not only cut U.S. emissions by as much as 80 percent, but would ultimately save U.S consumers $42 billion every year. Yeah, well, it might save U.S. consumers that, but it won't save the owners of the fossil fuel companies, and we all know they're in charge. Finally, China has now overtaken Germany as the solar leader of the world. According to GreenTechMedia.com, China has been investing upwards of $150 billion a year in mass deployment of wind and solar energy resources, more than twice what the U.S. invests year over year. China increased its deployment of solar panels more than 40 percent over last year alone, making it the solar leader, surpassing even Germany for the amount of full installed solar capacity. Oh, don't tell the Republicans. They said that China would never stop burning coal. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Ah! 